Hey everybody, so we are continuing the countdown to the live episode. What you're about to listen to is Zero's appearance on the Unfit Statesman podcast. Um, it's a really good conversation, and uh, you can find all of his info and uh, info about the Unfit Statesman podcast in the description. And uh, yeah, so enjoy listening, and I'll see y'all on the final episode. Welcome to Unfit Statesman with Zach Brown. Testing, testing, one, two, three. One, two, three, get down, Mimi. You spoke into the mic. You disrespected me. Now I have to fucking hit you. I have to hit you in front of our fucking cats. I fucking... My listeners know I'll hit a woman. I have no problem. Um... Before you bitch about the audio, I know. I didn't have access to... What the fuck is going on here? What the fuck is going on here? I didn't have access to my normal uh, podcasting resources. So, uh, plow through. What can I fucking... Just plow through, okay? Um... Zero Liberty, Liberty Zero, I, at this point, I don't even know either, just fucking, I don't know, we did plugs, I, I let him speak, so you fucking, is, I don't know which one it was, one of them is the, is his wife, and the other is him, Zero Liberty, Liberty Zero, you'll figure it out along the way, and I hope you enjoy it, uh, and if you don't, you know, uh, just get in the shower and go to bed and wake up and try again tomorrow. Um, Liberty Zero, enjoy. This is a thinking podcast. This is, this is a, this is a podcast where, you know, if you don't have your argument formulated out, uh, like, all the way yet, this is the one you come on to practice. Yeah. Sounds you know good. What, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I hit record, by the way. Ladies and gentlemen, I have another, uh, yet another libertarian guest. I know I've been, I'm hitting you motherfuckers with libertarian after libertarian in <laughs> 2021. I guess 2021 is going to be the libertarian, the year of libertarian on Unfit Statesman. But, uh, you know, I know we did Sal the Agorist. Do you know Sal the Agorist? Of course. Yeah, so we. I just had him on. On, uh, it would have been, well, I put it out today, actually. Uh, I, I put it out today. And now we have another beautiful male, I like to make sure that I correctly gender my guests, a beautiful male he-him libertarian <laughs> host of Dissecting Liberty, correct? Yep. Um, and his Twitter handle is at Zero Liberty. Correct. I mean, I, you, I tell you what. How Flip about that I let, one around? How about I Flip let that one around? Liberty Zero. Yeah, yeah. Liberty Zero. Um, and am I missing anything? Tell me if I'm missing anything. Well, if you were to go and look up Zero Liberty, that's actually my wife. So, Zero Liberty's your wife. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay, well, more about <laughs> women. Empower- Listen, here, you fucking fascist, homo- uh, misogynistic pig. I'm trying to give women some some leeway here. I'm tr- we're in a women empowerment podcast, and you know, women empowerment means they have to. They should have to fight all the wars. We're gonna send them over. Let's oh, yeah. have them fight it out. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm my- Go I was ahead. gonna say I'm on my podcast. We have a no women uh, policy. Yeah, no women policy. Oh wow, that's bold. That's bold. Yes. I, I you don't have so you don't have any women on your podcast. Well, you know that that rule might change when we find one that's uh, you know has something worth listening to. But uh, so exactly, far, that hasn't been the exactly. case. So the reason like we really went wrong in this country in about 1920 when they got the right to vote. <laughs> Um. Uh, what a good way to start off a podcast is to just shit on on modernity and <laughs> to just absolutely ruin our credibility. Come out off top. That's what we're here for. We're here to tell you people that you should not respect women in any way, shape, or form. Um, you know, I actually did. It was funny because I know this is not what you came here to talk about, but um, I just recently started looking at the demographics of my listeners. And I yeah. was 100% sure that this was going to be like 90% men, 10% fe- uh, 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 woman. It's 55-45. Wow. Yeah, and I think I think that speaks to the, I don't know, for some reason, the feminist movement and like the Me Too movement, or I shouldn't even say the Me Too movement in particular, the woke movement, it, it, it reduced... Or it kind of portrayed the the message that women can't take jokes, but I think for the most part they can, and they just really like they don't give a fuck. They're like they don't give a fuck. They just they just come. They want to listen. If someone makes a a woman joke, they don't give a fuck. And I think that that a very small minority of women who were involved in this movement were were kind of you know crowning themselves as representatives of women and saying i'm speaking for women when we say we don't want you know sexist jokes i don't think women care i i really don't now i'm not a woman i don't know but i'm you know i don't think they give a fuck no i think you're right i think that women can take jokes i'm not sure that they can make them it is <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um but yeah it's it beat your wife our... no i'm <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, it's the, it's actually surprising. That's kind of the same on our podcast where uh, I looked at it. And I think the last time I looked, it was like 43% women. Yeah, was, no, I, yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's just, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. I think in, in some ways the feminist movement has done women a big disservice, especially uh, uh, on how society sees them. Society, yeah. like if you, if you took the, small group of women who would consider themselves followers of third wave feminist ideology and painted every woman like that, every woman would be uh, a ridiculous person. They'd be uh, completely, they would be uh, unable to take a joke and unable to differentiate between a person making a serious point and a joke. They would would see themselves uh, through the lens of victimhood in every aspect of life, they would think that they would never take responsibility for their actions. And it's, it just goes, it flies in the face of women that I meet every single fucking day. 
You know, so it's it's like I think the third wave, you know, if, if you're going to declare yourself as a first wave feminist, which is basically just saying women should have equal rights and equality of opportunity. It's like, yeah, you're a fuck if you don't if, if you're not on board with that. You're just a fuck or a cool <laughs> guy. But the, the third wave, like everything's rape type of feminism. I mm-hmm. think it's I think it's hurt women on the whole. Yeah, I mean, have you ever met a third wave feminist that that's like all just completely radical like that? Because I never have. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's cra- it's it's like you're right. I, they're on TV. Exactly. These people they're, are they're the ones that are having their voices uh, projected and by it, like the corporate media and stuff. So, well, and that's that almost. I wonder how many of the people, you know, like in media, and this can go, this can branch out uh, away from feminism and just in general is the, you know, the, the mainstream narrative that is being pushed and has been being pushed for, uh, I mean, at least uh, since the uh, uh, Hillary versus Donald Trump campaign cycle. I wonder how many of those media personalities really truly believe in what they're preaching on cnn or msnbc or even fox i wonder how many of them actually believe it or if they're just saying look i need a fucking check you know yeah yeah i mean from my point of view they're the corporate media is essentially like the propaganda wing of the state yeah um you know i don't know how many of them know it you know you look at people like don lemon and he seems you know just to be one of the most stupid people on TV. Um, so I'm not sure how many of them, you know, are, are really aware of like what's going on, like what kind of narratives they're pushing and like what effects they're having. But, uh, well, I wonder how, I wonder if they know how stupid they seem, you know, when at this point, you know, you, you're active on Twitter, you go on Twitter all the time and you see like, within the month you can you can find very easily completely contradicting news stories from the yeah. same outlet being being uh, masqueraded as objective fact and you're like well one of them only one of them can be objective fact okay if you're passing this off as hard news and they completely contradict each other unless you preface the story with things have changed since x <laughs> Right. Then only one of them can be true, and even if you even with the preface, only one of them can be true. And it's yet there's still this this contradiction. There's still this juxtaposition that they refuse to acknowledge. And at this point, I I think I mean Don Lemon is is a sellout, but he's not retarded. He has to know, right? Anderson Cooper has to know. People, these people have to, you know. I think they're getting the idea that. You know, people are are starting to go. Oh yeah, the 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 thing that used to be like the rely. It's not. That's not what it is anymore. And they have to start right. They they know that, right? So maybe they're just doubling down because of ego or because they don't know what else to do. They don't have a strategy. I don't know. I have to wonder. Um, sometimes I think that a lot of these people are very, like, insulated from everything. Like for instance, you mentioned Twitter earlier. Twitter has this new uh, feature where you can put out a tweet and only the people that you mention or, you know, are uh, maybe are mutuals with, but I, I know for sure uh, the people that 
that you mentioned in the tweet, like they're the only ones that can reply to that tweet. And that's just one of those features that you see a lot of times, these blue check marks, as we call them on Twitter, uh, you know, people who are verified, uh, they're the ones utilizing it most often. And so you, so you truly think that this is just stemming from uh, an echo chamber? Um, I, I think there's a lot of factors, but I think that that's one of them where some of these people just truly have no clue what's going on and they're easily, easily manipulated. I don't even know if manipulate, I mean, I think when Don Lemon is shitting on Trump, I think he has, you know, honest vitriol toward Trump. I don't think he's making, I don't think it's all an act. I think he truly does feel some of those feelings that leak out on screen every once in a while. But I mean, it certainly, you know, project Veritas recently, uh, uh, he, for, I don't know. James O'Keefe had like infiltrated these, these, uh, board meetings at CNN that that basically it he recorded them secretly and put them out on Twitter and it basically it showed look CNN was attempting they were doing everything they could to try to make Trump look bad and that's obviously not something you know most people knew that but it was this is when you get verification like that on tape Zucker saying yep. it i mean it's crazy mm -hmm. and it's like you know, a lot of people are now getting news from from independent sources on the Internet, and there's going to be a lot of uh, sort of Samizdat-type things going out. I mean, like even like your podcast and my podcast, there's people who listen to this, and even though I tell them consistently, my fans, don't fucking, I better not be your only source of news, but a lot of people will come to sources like, you and me for news now mm -hmm. yeah and there's a shit ton of you and me out there right now on the internet floating around so <laughs> no shortage of us yep. yeah so i mean it's it's like at this point you know i think that, that it, it could very well be because they have that feature on twitter so they're not getting the exposure to people who disagree with them but um it's it's like i do think that they had just have to double down because i don't know if they necessarily have a strategy to combat the shift from uh, getting news from the traditional cable news outlets, the mainstream media, to uh, online, you know? Yeah. And I agree that with you that a lot of these people, like, genuinely hate people like Trump and, and stuff like that. Uh, but again, I, I think it's, they're kind of pushed in that direction. Like, Trump is one of those people that you're supposed to hate if you are of the left. Yeah, I mean, if you... It's in fashion. It's in vogue. In vogue. Yeah. And it's like, well, I mean, at this point, it's almost hacky to hate to hate Trump, to get emotion... Like, it's one thing to critique him policy-wise. If you want to sit there and critique his policies, I'll sit and listen. I'll keep my mouth shut. I'll pull my dick out, but I'll keep my mouth shut, Okay. <laughs> But if you're just going to get emotional about it, at this point, it's corny. It's hacky. He's her immoral. Kids in cages. Like, okay, well, at this point, that's been done. I've heard all of that. I've looked at it. I've made my mind up about it. Let's do something else now. If you want to critique Trump, that's fine. 
no problem with critiquing Trump. Just don't be a bitch. Just don't be a bitch. Don't cry. Don't fucking tell me that he's... Don't sit there and tell me that Donald Trump is the worst... Unobject- or, or objectively the worst Trump... Or the worst president in history. Bullshit, he's objectively the worst president in history. What about Bush? What about Bush? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. What about... I mean, honestly, liberals, if you're, you're so... He's immoral. What about Obama carpet bombing Syria and Iraq? What about... I mean, like... If you're yep. if the morals are the issue, you've got to you've got to do some broad analysis of presidents because you didn't seem to be upset about any of the other things that other presidents did. Because just to be clear, since Reagan, all of our fucking presidents have been war criminals. No, Maybe, yeah, for sure. Wait, was Jimmy Carter before Jimmy Carter was before Reagan, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So. Since Reagan, literally every single one of our presidents have been fucking war criminals. So don't fucking talk to me about political morality. Oh, for sure. And, you know, it, it's kind of funny that it seems like most of the country thinks like their their pick for worst president is has been in the last 12 years. You know, it's either Obama or it's Trump. Yeah. And, you know, at that point, like, are we going to have a reasoned out discussion are we gonna have a logical discussion or are we just operating completely completely on emotions tell me what you think about the the biden harris uh uh team what do you see i mean i guess that's a broad question what do you see happening insofar as civil liberty i know a lot of people a lot of libertarians and conservatives alike are very worried about what is going to happen to individual freedom um, under the Biden-Harris administration. And you yourself are a libertarian with a beard, which screams rapist. Um, <laughs> but tell me what you think. Tell me what you think is going to happen. Do you do you have the, do you share the same fear uh, uh, as a lot of others about individual uh, liberties under this new administration? Um, I'm cautiously optimistic, I guess. Um, not because I have any faith in either one of those two. Um, I have very little faith in, in Biden staying alive the next four years, but that, that aside. An old, um, <laughs> old Vince Foster move, the old Clinton body count. Yeah, exactly. we'll, we'll throw Joe Biden on the Clinton body count. Yeah, but, uh. The reason I'm cautiously optimistic is that, for instance, if you were to look back at Obama's administration, um, the the big fear on the right was that Obama's going to take take our guns, right? Yeah, that but, was huge. Yeah, but that that never happened. In fact, like it seems like Trump has done more to regulate guns than Obama was able to do, and that's because any time that Obama look to be making a move in that direction. Yeah. There'd be such a backlash from the right wing and from conservatives that like it just made it politically impossible to to do anything on a uh, on a federal level. And so if you have that if you if you have that democrat president back in office um I think that you'll 
you'll see that uh, the right wing is going to be reminded that they, uh, they're supposed to hate the federal government. And uh, I'm personally looking forward to that. So <laughs> I'm uh, cautiously optimistic. Yeah, I just want to read you. So I, I know I was looking down at my phone like a dick when you were talking. Uh, I'm not trying to be a dick, but I was I was looking for something that can't. Okay, listen to this, because this is this is what this is the shit that makes me hate Kamala Harris. All right, I just want to read you a, uh, an excerpt of uh, of I don't even know what the fuck it's from. Honestly, I can't even I can't even give you the source. Uh, but it was written in somewhere. Senator Kamala Harris started her life's work young. She laughs from her gut. Oh, you, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I know. Yeah, go ahead, though. Uh, the way you would with family, as she remembers being wheeled through an Oakland, California civil rights march in a stroller with no straps with her parents and her uncle. At some point, she fell from the stroller. In quotations, few safety regulations existed for children's equipment back then. Thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> and the adults caught up in the rapture of protests just kept on marching. Horrible parents, by the way. What the fuck? By the time they noticed little Kamala was gone and doubled back, she was understandably upset. Quote, my mother tells the story about how I'm fussing, Harris says. And she's like, baby, what do you want? What do you need? And I just looked at her and I said, Freedom, F-W-E-E-D-O-M. Now, pigs. I want I want everybody to hear my exhale in the mic. That's that's plagiarized. That's a fucking lifted story from what was it? Martin Luther King. That's a Martin yeah. Luther King quote. That's not what was it? What where was what was it? I don't it even know. It was a Playboy Playboy interview, Playboy magazine. Playboy interview. Yeah, apparently. Wow. In the um, what, 60s, I guess. I didn't know it was Playboy. Uh, that actually makes me respect Kamala Harris a little more now that she lifted. <laughs> now that she's reading Playboy. But that is a Martin Luther King story about. Uh, I don't even think it was him. I think he was telling a story that he had heard from somebody else, and that that same thing happened. And it wasn't his her parents. It was like a, a it was like a kid, but I think it was an older kid. It wasn't like a fucking like a well maybe it was i don't even know but a cop came up to this kid who had like gotten separated from his parents or or something or her parents or Mm -hmm. their they's parents and um the cops like asked the kid what they wanted and and the kid said uh he well it wasn't freedom it was feedom f-e-e-d-o-m but it's like this is the shit that like Kamala makes it. Kamala is literally the new Hillary, when as far as pandering, like the the amount of pandering, and and not to mention the the synonymous nature with their relationship with Wall Street, Kamala Harris and Hillary Clinton. But it's like you remember when she was on the be- uh, Breakfast Club and she was talking about smoking weed, listening to Tupac or something. And it, oh yeah, yeah, and it was like she wasn't even. She was like. St- three years old when she or Mm -hmm. i don't even know like it's like she like she's been caught in like insanely embarrassing lies a few different times now and it's like why would you trust this woman 
she's going to put you in <laughs> fucking prison and then keep you there for longer than you actually need to be because she wants to use you for cheap labor. And that's a thing, too. So it's yep. like... I, I rambled. I just hijacked this whole podcast. I have a guest on for a reason, and I don't let him talk. Um, it's like, how can you, how can you possibly believe that this, this administration, if you're a liberal, and if, even if you're like a classical liberal... Or if you're like this, the democratic socialist. Either way, this transit, this this administration is not for you. It's yep. not for anybody. And the only reason that they went through was because because they everybody thought that Trump was going to, I don't know, enslave America. But I mean, you're already. I mean, you're already enslaved. So what the I fuck? Mean, what are you bitching about? What do you think is going to happen under Biden and Harris? Uh, you know, it, to be fair, Trump did prevent transgenders from uh, joining the military to go kill brown kids overseas. So Absolutely. that's not fascism. I don't know what it is. You know what? Every The transgender community should be thanking Donald Trump because basically Donald Trump said, no, I'm not going to I'm not going to let you commit war crimes in wars that we don't need to be in. <laughs> so the trans community should be thanking Donald Trump. Agreed. Um but to your point about like why like how do people how do people like come up with this idea that they can uh you know count on Joe Biden and Kamala Harris uh to to look after their best interests um I don't know but I I guess the best thing that I can come up with is that they're uh they're voting to get rid of Trump and then in order to feel good about it, you have to just come up with whatever you can to uh, to justify your actions. Well, I'm going to be honest. I, ca I can't even believe that you're cautiously optimistic because the amount of, of control I think they're going to attempt to take in, in the name of protection from COVID, especially this new fucking COVID strain. You know, we've had this new mutated strain it's popped up in california colorado florida new york now it's coming and in new yeah. york they try they're they're going to put to vote a bill that says that if the governor deems you a public safety risk when it comes to uh the transmission of communicable diseases you can be detained mm -hmm. i don't I, you know i look cautiously optimistic i don't know man this, that's that i mean i think that under the Biden-Harris administration, same old, you can say what you want about Trump, but he's not going to use COVID as a uh, an excuse to take away your civil liberties and your individual rights. He's not going to do that. And that's what I'm very worried about right now. And that's why I would have rather... Ha I didn't vote for him just because he's a piece of shit. Trump's a piece of shit. But... Yeah. I I didn't vote for him. I wrote in Tulsi because I thought that's just the best we could do. Um, but it's Biden and Harris. That's a little scarier to me than Trump Pence, especially when when you think about uh, uh, what's coming uh, up the up the sleeve as far as COVID, and as far as what people will accept uh, as far as policy to combat COVID. Yeah. Um, 
and you know perhaps saying that I was cautiously optimistic was like it was probably like the wrong way to phrase it because like I'm perpetually pessimistic when it comes to uh politics and uh my opinion of like I like I'm I I always think that the state is going to grow and grab more power and become Well they've grown and they have more power. Yeah. And but I guess the way that I look at it is that when you have a Republican in power, for instance, they're going to pass uh, gun legislation more like more than a Democrat president would just because the right's going to push back. Right. That's something I brought up before. Uh, when you have a Democrat, uh, when you, yeah, okay. So when you have a Democrat president, they're going to be pushing like different kinds of legislation that they can get away with. Uh, and I, I think that's kind of why you see that flip flop of Republican Democrat and, you know, who has power. It's, uh, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but, uh, like I tend to think that politicians are not the end all be all when it comes to who actually has power and influence in this country. Like, I don't think that the president is the most powerful person, you know, in the world. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, listen, if you believe that, at this point, you know what? Turn on TBS and fucking enjoy your G-rated sitcom and fucking <laughs> smoke cigarettes inside until you fucking die of an asthma attack. Because if you think that the president is the most powerful person in this country, who you got a lo- you got a lot of catching up to do to the point where I don't know you're I don't know if you're salvageable anymore. If you if the people that you know believe, you know one vote one voice or one voice one or whatever the fuck it is and yeah. and they're truly represented and 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 it, it there's this they they believe in like this trickle up representation and like they vote for the person locally and then the local person votes for the bigger thing and then it goes up until it hits the top and then by the top it's supposed to have heard everybody's voice but i mean what yeah that, that by definition your voice becomes diluted by the time it hits the top, even when, even if it ran perfectly, it, your voice would still be so diluted that it wouldn't matter by the time it hits the top guy, and the top guy is no longer a person who's necessarily making decisions based on his own accord. He's clearly influenced by special interests, uh, people behind the scenes people who, you know, bureaucrats, lobbyists. I mean, you can say, like, everybody goes, Trump cut out lobbyists. Yeah, but not really because he won't talk to lobbyists, but then his people, like, his kids became lobbyists. Kushner became a lobbyist. Ivanka became a lobbyist. Like, yeah. they're going to find their way in. So what yeah. can you So what can you do to combat this? You go, Zach, there's no... Like, if everything all the time is horrible, then why don't... Well, hold on. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, since we know how, uh, for some reason, corruption find its way, finds its way in. Human nature is corruption and greed. And it sounds horrible, but stop being a pussy and shut the fuck up and listen. That's how things are. So what can you do? Well, you can try to limit the power that the top echelon 
of the hierarchical structure of a society has. Mm -hmm. And that, in our political system, would be called libertarianism or balance of power or or three equal branches kind of but people need to understand and this is where social socialists understand the problems in the same way that libertarians do but they just go off on the other side of the thing to solve it mm -hmm. right socialists and libertarians can come together and go these are the fucking problems yeah and they're bad problems and they, I don't think they're salvageable by the system that we have in place right now. But they go the other way and say, well, the way to do it is to increase the power to the deity mm -hmm. so they have more resources to be generous toward the people. Libertarians go, decrease the power so the power goes back to the people. And... Yeah. At this point, you know, even conservatives and liberals, at this point, they're just shooting to give everybody more power. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, that's that's kind of the sad part is that, uh, like, especially after you saw Trump uh, start running, I mean, even before, but especially uh, after Trump, uh, like, the 2016 election, um, yeah, conservatives, I mean, what, what what does that even mean anymore? because they're they're quite happy when trump will issue an executive order whereas under obama they were you know screaming at the top of their lungs that he didn't have the authority to do this or that you know through executive orders but um there's no principle there it's just they want to limit the power of you know the opposing team's guy right and so then, then they're principled and I'm, you know, I have, I'm throwing up the air quotes, uh, but y you don't see that carried through when, when their guys in power and, uh, to touch on another point that you, that you had, um, the, the idea behind or, uh, libertarians, right. That our whole thing is we want to limit the power of, of the, uh, the upper echelon, the, the people that, you know, hold the power right hold on just i just want to take a little bit of time to appreciate how great of a word echelon is <laughs> just rolls off the tongue it, it's very fancy i agree um but so you know as libertarians we're trying to decrease the power of those who hold it now and we're trying to return that not just to the people but to the individual and there's a lot of different uh, strategies for that. But the one, you know, like, you know, there's people that say, okay, we'll vote for the Libertarian Party. And, uh, you know, they're, they're the principle. They're actually principled, right? That's, that's the idea. But um, personally, I don't trust anyone that is looking to gain power, even if they say, you know, I'm just trying to gain power to, decrease the role of the federal government so my whole thing is i want to through my actions increase liberty for myself and then other people are going to be watching that and you know hopefully you'll have a you know people following in your footsteps but at the very least i'm 
you go out and you take the steps that limit the power that uh, government has in your life. I want power, and I would absolutely fucking sell the American people out if they gave it to yeah. me. Um, who was the guy that ran in uh, 2016 for the Libertarian Party? What was his That'd name? That'd be Gary Johnson. He was retarded. Can we can we both agree that he was mentally retarded? Yeah, hashtag feel the Johnson. Did you, did you vote for him? No, no. No, I mean, he, for some reason, I liked some of his ideas. Like, I remember he came out and he's like, I smoked weed, but I wouldn't if I was in office. And I was like, okay, that seems <laughs> responsible. It seems like what a 45-year-old should do anyway. Um, he just was, he seemed retarded. Yes, Jill, Jill, I, I Jill, agree. Jill Stein seemed much more educated and and much more um, able to yeah. to to do the job. But he, I mean, he just, I mean, he he fucking he looked like a carved out. He looked like a woodworking class project. Like that, he, he just and his whole thing. Like if you when you talk to him, you realize, oh no, this guy's dumb. He he really doesn't know what's happening. And I think part of the problem with because if there was going to be a, a third party that took off in this country, it would be libertarianism. It would be. That's the only thing that has some type of foothold in the uh, the political atmosphere in the country. But for some reason, they just can't take. And I think there are a bunch of people who have a lot of libertarian principles, but because it's not a big party, they don't call themselves libertarian. Um, what do you think it would take to to or, or what type of candidate would it take would it uh, to, to, for to allow libertarianism to take off um, in the sense that it would be able to compete with uh, a Republican and Democratic candidate for presidency? Um, well, first of all, I'd like to state that I have no faith in the libertarian party and like I don't believe in political uh, solutions, but do you believe in coming that being hard? <laughs> for sure? Okay. Sorry, I just wanted to make sure that you were moral. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you wanted to see a libertarian candidate that actually made waves and um, had had more of the effect that Ron Paul had in the uh, two thousand eight and two thousand twelve um, election, then you'd have to. You need someone that isn't going to like back down. Someone that's not going to apologize for their views, right? Um, yeah, you just you have to have someone that's principled. You have to have someone who knows what they're talking about and isn't afraid to, you know, just go at the media personalities that are going to try to entrap them and you know, silly little Aleppo moments like they did with uh, Gary Johnson. Well, you said prior to to that statement that you don't have faith in the Libertarian Party. Let me ask you something. Is that because you don't want to have faith in them or you just they've never given you a reason to have faith? Uh, the latter. It's, uh, you know, the people that have control of it over it right now they're they're the type of people that want to work in 
political campaigns. If that makes sense. Yeah, but, that... but there's there. I mean, let's be honest with each other. There's ne- you're never going to completely eliminate that. Yeah. Even with even within what would be considered a true libertarian point of view, you're never going to completely eliminate uh, uh, a a want or an urge for power or influence at the very least. Otherwise, the person wouldn't be running. Oh, you're making my argument for me. So, but then, you know, obviously that would be anarchy, and I know anarchy, there's, I see this fucking meme all the time where people say, it's what people think anarchists want, and it's like the fucking, it basically looks like downtown Nashville after the bomb. Right. And then it says what anarchists really want, which is a dog with the leash in its mouth, and it's basically walking itself. Right. But that's not realistic. You get, you can't, that's the Wild West. You have to have something. So to fill in that something, to have some type, you have to at least have a moderator. You don't have to have a boss, but you have to, you have to at least have a moderator. Okay. So, yeah. so if, if we know that even if you're running to be the moderator, you're at least running at this point for attention, what is it, again, how does the libertarian movement make its way to popularity to at least fill a role like that? This is not something that I spend a lot of time thinking of it because as you were just talking about, you're just, you're just talking about anarchy and I am an anarchist. Um, But if the libertarian party were to become a viable third party and actually reach people with the message, it would be because all the people that are libertarians and complain about the libertarian party, they were to join it and take it over. And that's what some like of the people that I enjoy listening to or the people that you know, I, I would consider friends. That's kind of the plan with a lot of them. For instance, there's a probably one of the biggest podcasters, if not the biggest, uh, for for libertarians is Dave Smith. I'm a right? fan. This, I'm a huge fan of yeah. Le- Legion of Skanks. And his whole thing I'm on is my that, show, you fucking pussy, Dave, <laughs> bitch. Well, that's what you have to do. You have to you have to insult him and call him a racist, and then you can go debate him. I'm, I'm but, actually uh, I, I'm uh, <laughs> um I I I think I can entice him. Listen, Dave, I'll rape you. I'll fucking <laughs> I'll put my dick in your ass and I'll make it hurt. Bold strategy, Cotton. We'll see if it pays. Here's off. the thing, though, Dave. I will. It'll hurt at first, but it's like. You know, practice makes perfect. The more I thrust, the better it's going to feel. And I'm going to get you to, or I'm going to get you to prostate orgasm. I'm going to get you to hands-free orgasm, and then you're going to rethink uh, life. You're going to say, "Why am yeah. I a libertarian? Why am I trying to be so autonomous? Why can't I just? I'm just going to live off the state." You're going to rethink okay. life, and you're going to say, "Maybe paradise is just sitting at home, eating flaming hot Cheetos, and drinking Mountain Dew, and getting checks from the state." That's a maybe. It's, it's the worst. It's not the worst life to live, I guess. It is the. It's you not know, it's, mine. It's it's crazy. <laughs> like seriously, 
that type of bullshit where, you know, so that, that socialism wants to do is say basically it's like freedom through uh, socialism has this weird thing where it's like freedom through I don't even know what it would be. It would be freedom through not handouts necessarily, but freedom through equity or equality of outcome. But wouldn't you rather achieve freedom through equality of opportunity and knowing that you made it in a meritocratic system system because you know if you think about it like let's let's see let's take something very very small scale simple but uh, I, I believe is an apt example of what I'm trying to get across the uh, preferred hiring practices in some businesses you go okay well a business they want more diversity, so they go. Well, I'm gonna hire a black guy. Okay, yep. I'm gonna hire a black guy, and everybody knows that these preferred hiring practices are are happening. So, as a black person, you know, if I go in for an interview and I am truly qualified, right, and I get hired. It would piss me off to know that there was this weird preferred hiring system because now you got to think this black guy who got hired, who may be more qualified than even the people who are already hired, maybe he isn't, who knows. But everybody in that office is going to go, well, he was, we know why he was hired. Yeah. And the boss is going to go, well, I hired him because of this. And it doesn't, now at this point, it doesn't even matter how he performs because. He was hired not based on his talent, but based on this weird, arbitrary, quote-unquote, mor- moral uh, standard that's supposed to be implemented to help society. Wouldn't you, as, a, as an individual, it doesn't matter what color you are, or gender you are, or whatever, whatever hole that you fuck, wouldn't you rather know that the people around you uh, look at you as their equal or possibly as their uh, uh, a person who is above them in, in that specific hierarchy because you earned it? To me, like, speaking just out of my own mindset, that would make me insecure as fuck to know that everybody knew that I was hired because of anything other than my own talent or my own intelligence or my own qualifications that would that wouldn't help me that would that would hurt me i feel you know yeah, so this this whole socialist structure where we're going to go we're going to give you all of this to blah blah blah, blah. I, that can't make a person feel good and that certainly can't improve a society's harmony or or mental state in the long run, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I'm with you on that. Uh, I'm not necessarily... Black? What, I don't look black in the in the camera here? I, I, I'm, co- I, I'm colorblind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm very white and very straight and uh, very libertarian. But that, well, you know, you're a bigot. I repeat, I repeat myself. You're a bigot and a racist and a homophobe and a transphobe and an Islamophobe. I appreciate that. 
<laughs> yeah, you're going to, you're going straight to hell, buddy. <laughs> hell yeah. Uh yeah, I mean, I'm not I don't really care if there's uh equality of uh outcome. Outcome or opportunity. Really? Um, yeah. No, I I don't because if there's equality of of opportunity then that's if there's a quality of opportunity, then what that means is that the government is uh, like, it, it's, it's saying that you can't discriminate based on uh, these arbitrary uh, features on a person, right? Whether okay. they're black or a woman well, or well, whatever, right? All right, but hold on, hold on. Let's, let's break this down because this is interesting, okay? You're, I agree with you in the sense that it should be government mandated to feel some certain way about some certain set of people. Because first yeah. of all, it doesn't work. And second of all, it, it's impossible. Like you can't do, like even if you tried to, people are going to, to push back on it because they're just going to double down on how they feel. That's just human right. nature. But... I mean, certainly you'd agree that that as human beings, as a society, as a culture, uh, regardless of what the government feels, society and individuals should be pushing for equality of outcome through natural uh, uh, cultural and societal trends. Sure. Um because but, I mean, just to be clear, if if you if you're not giving equality of opportunity, you're missing out on talent. Yeah. In every sector, so yeah. I mean, to me, that wouldn't even if from completely selfish reasons, you would want equality of op or opportunity because you want the next best thing. You want uh, you want to go eat at an amazing restaurant. You want to mm -hmm. get the next uh, device that makes your life that much easier. You want to go to the new store that has the the, th the 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 things that make your life more convenient. And since talent is so rare, you don't want to limit opportunity for anybody. You want to you want to open up that field as wide as you possibly can just to make sure you're milking the opportunity or the the talent out of every individual as much as possible. Yeah, and I agree. Um and yeah, I'm yes, for, for sure I I'm not saying that like I you know, particularly or I'm not saying that I want people to be racist or I want them to be sexist or oh, whatever, I do. I do. right? I do. Well, yeah, but I have to say this for the podcast. Mm. Uh, <laughs> no, but I, I, I do think that, like you were talking about, with affirmative action, that does breed certain feelings in people, right? It certainly you know, does. Like yeah. that's the affirmative action hire, right? Well, when you do the same thing with, uh, with uh, the, the equality of you know opportunities, these different laws that cover that, right? You're you're also breeding uh, like anger and uh, resentment have, that way. Even even and, and not that I care, right? Um, but yeah, the the thing is that 
I'm a free market guy. I think that if you are a company that hires based on, you know, you only want straight white men, you're probably going to suffer, right? Because you don't have the input of women or, you know, or uh, minorities, minorities or whatever, right? You, you're probably going to suffer. Um, but at the same time, like I, not that this is the case, but I don't want Hooters to have to hire, you know, uh, dudes. Yeah, but to that's but, be part of the wait staff. I, I know that they're not, but I'm just I know, saying. But, but, but that scenario you're describing is a quality of outcome. It's not a quality of opportunity. It's 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 the equality of outcome. Like what you said was Hooters, because there's not a, a single manager in his right mind that 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 manages a Hooters who's going to hire a dude. Mm-hmm. But I still think that if a dude wants to, he should be able to fucking interview. I mean, I, you because know, it's the all thing, up to the Hooters manager. I don't care. Or, or at least, sure. But the the thing is, it's it's. I think what you, I, what you just provided is the scenario itself, or the scenarios that you just put forth. I don't think that those are a quality of opportunity. I don't think they have anything to do with a quality of opportunity. I think they have to do with equity and right. And but what I'm saying is, I I don't. I'm saying that guys should not necessarily uh here's something just popped up on my computer uh i don't think guys should necessarily be able to interview like i don't think that it should be mandated that they should get an interview at hooters well there's no that that's because that's a quality of opportunity right everyone gets to okay fair enough and that's that's a very libertarian point of view but i'm gonna play a little i'm playing we're gonna be a little we're gonna debate a little bit here let's go for it um and this does break away from a libertarian viewpoint, but let's say, and I'm I'm setting up sort of a fantasy scenario uh, here, and I just want to because I, I want before you start, if if uh, if I can't come up with a good answer, I'm going to call you a statist and then log out. Sure, and and that, <laughs> sure, and then I'm going to com- constantly bombard you and your your Twitter with pictures of my half hard penis. And I'm never gonna I'm never gonna leave you alone. And I'm gonna do- I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm gonna dox you, and then I'm gonna send people who I know are not mentally well to your place. <laughs> no, okay. So let's pretend because I, I do want to run through this thought experiment here. If we could mm-hmm. find a way to mandate, and I mean strictly mandate, equality of opportunity in the most pure and fair form that had zero effect on outcome in the sense of of the forcing of outcome okay because just to be clear in an ideal universe you could force strictly equality of opportunity and not have to have any type of influence or or government influence on equality of outcome. So if we could do that, where we only the government only forced equality of opportunity and didn't fuck with the outcome at all, hands completely hands off policy as far as outcome, would you get on board with that? Now I understand before you or anybody else says anything, yes, the government would find a way to fuck up mandating quality of outcome yes i understand i get it 
But I'm saying in the in this ideal universe, if you if they could perfect it to where it would not have any influence on on outcome in the sense of controlling it or mandating it, would you get on board with mandating equality of opportunity? No, because I mean, obviously, like like you were just stated, that's impossible, right? If you well, but uh, I'm saying, but if you regulate, okay, if you regulate let's... opportunity, your like outcome is downstream from that, so it's going to affect it. Well, but no, okay. let's say, but I, I understand it's a theoretical, like let you know, let's say it could happen, right? I I still would not be in favor of that because why? I, man, uh, fairness is not a virtue for me. Like I don't care about fairness. Well, it's not, I, I don't. I don't understand why. It's not even it necessarily should... fairness. Maybe the government is very selfish, and all they're trying to do is make sure that they get as much talent out of their society as they possibly can. I I don't want the government to benefit. And by the from way, us. <laughs> well, it, 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 say they want that for the citizens, then. Say they want the the reason that they, they want to open up the field of opportunity to as much talent as they possibly can is because they do truly care about their citizenry and they want them to reap the rewards of innovation that comes from what would be the mandation or the mandating of equality of opportunity. Well, so here's the thing: if we care about fairness in I'm terms such a of cunt. equality. <laughs> if we care about fairness uh it, okay it doesn't make sense that we would care about the fairness of equality of oppor of opportunity right but we don't care about the fairness in terms of of, of equality of outcome but in this universe it does uh, right but I, i'm working in the universe uh, that I'm currently living. That's yes, because in, you're a faggot. Humans are, we're not. Humans we're, are self-interested. Okay. Well, of course. But here's the thing. Let's 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 be because the point that I'm trying to get at is mandating anything will most likely trigger the opposite of uh, effect of what people would assume it it would cause. Okay. Anytime yeah. you mandate something, it's going to go haywire, and that's you know that's provable by just looking at literally any era of history fucking ever. But to I do think that to 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 not shoot for a societal or natural move in society and culture to equality of outcome would be dumb because then you're limiting uh, you're limiting talent. If if the, if if there is 5,000 people, even if there's just 5,000 people who don't get the opportunity to do what they have the proclivity to do very, very well, then the whole fucking country misses out. The economy misses out. So, two things. Yeah. Um, like, I... Well, okay, I think I forgot the the first one, but I'll go with the second one, right? Uh, when it comes to regulation or mandate mandates or whatever, right? If, if I'm thinking about what do I want to be a law? Because even though I'm an anarchist, I want rules, right? Uh, I want property Pussy. rights. <laughs> um, what I ask myself is, 
okay, I want this, right? Let's say it's quality of outcome, right? And the only way that I can have this is through, or the only way that it makes sense that I could have this is through using the power of the government or the state. The, uh, what I have to ask myself is, am I okay if like state law enforcement kills someone over this, right? Like let's, let's take it to its logical conclusion. Let's say I'm a business owner and I am racist and I'm not gonna hire black people, right? Is that at least none of your employees will be late? Right. Is it is it stupid? (laughs) Uh, Is it stupid? And uh, is it going to hurt me in the long run? Yeah, probably. But at the same time, you know, in terms of the way I think, I don't want that guy to. I don't want. I don't want guys to kick in his door and drag him off to a rape cage because he's, you know, got stupid ideas. Like it's not worth it to me. And so that's kind of my, kind of my standard. Well, the, I, I mean, it, honestly, then, to, I think that you're much more of an agorist than yeah. a libertarian. Cause uh, that, what you describe is actually the, the sort of far end of the libertarian spectrum. Yeah. Um, a couple things before we start to wrap up here. No, you didn't know you're going to get two agorists in a in a row for interviews. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> I should, should apologize now to my. I think I, I think I I have I have. I kind of have an audience who's very scattered over the political yeah, yeah. spectrum, and I know that because sometimes they get very upset when I because I don't <laughs> I don't do I'd say I'm mostly libertarian, but then I do have aspects of like socialism, and then sometimes conservative. You know what I mean? So. When I let those fly, sometimes people get very upset, and they will—they're not afraid to make their voice known. Um, yeah. As far as uh, COVID goes, yeah, I want to hear what you think should happen as far as um, uh, uh, taking action on COVID. What I think the government should do. Or what you think I like? I think me and others should do. Oh well, let's start with government, but then I do want to hear what you think individuals should do as well. Nothing. I don't think the government should do anything. I mean, you know that that's obviously even at the height something of something that you could derive from even you know, hearing the, that I'm an anarchist. Even, yeah, go ahead. Even at the even at the height of the pandemic, you you thought they should have put in no. type of orders in that would have helped, you know, like PPE production or anything like that? No. Uh, I think if there's a demand for it, then that's what businesses are going to do, right? They'll see they can make a lot of money with making masks or, you know, other types of personal protection. Uh, But no, I don't think, you know, I think if, you know, I, I think there's a lot of different uh, market solutions to pandemics. I don't really think that COVID is the most serious thing ever. Um, but I do think if it were, that businesses, you know, that they could, uh, you know, mandate like they're doing now, you know, wear a mask in the store. Or, hey, you know, we recommend you do it, but 
we're not going to stop either way, whatever. Right. And then there's going to be fallout from it either way, but that's a free market thing. Right. Okay. So what do you think that the individual should do then? Well, I'm very against the whole mask mandate thing. Right. And I think that, well, hold on. It's this, real, go ahead. Let me let me let me jump in here because this is. A, uh, are you against a business mandating masks? No, I mean, like I'm probably not going to freak with that business because I don't agree with them and I really don't like wearing masks. But am I going to say that the government should do anything about it? You know, like I I don't. For instance, if if let's say I had the power, right? let's say the libertarian party was in power. Right. And they agreed with my points of view. Yeah. Like I don't want them to mandate the stores keep uh, like mask free zones. Right. Like that's, that's not what I want. So businesses can do whatever they want. That's what I, okay. Um, that's what, what I wanted, we're seeing though. Yeah. Actually, I was you know going to say, I, I want to, let me, let me just cut you off and I know it's yeah. rude, but I'm a rude person. Um, <laughs> This this brings up a point that I actually wanted to talk about, but I completely got off track. You and I can both agree that big tech censorship is bullshit, and it's a shitty. It's just shitty. It's a shitty thing to fucking do. Yeah. But a lot of people have been calling for the government to get involved, and yeah. I know that you hate that shit. Right. And I agree with that. I think if you give the government the power to get involved in, involved in a the, the practices of a private business that is all of a sudden going to become case law and then all of a sudden the government will be able to appoint to that to do other things to get involved in private businesses and individuals lives they're going to say well we did it here so now we can mandate this business to do that later down the line Mm -hmm. and lord knows what they're going to be mandating yeah how do you how do you tackle um and i have my own idea but I want to I want to hear your idea. How do you tackle the issue of censorship without uh, the government getting involved? Big tech. I should clarify. Uh, big tech censorship. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what the answer is there. Uh, I have an answer because I'm very cocky. Well, <laughs> real quick, let me let me uh, sure, sure go ahead get into something real quick. Yeah. Um. If you were to look into the histories of Facebook and Google, right, they were started uh, as projects of like the U.S. government. Yeah, like LifeLog and, and yeah, yeah, LifeLog, and then yeah, Google started as a. I t- hold on, I'm sorry. I forget. I, keep 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 talking. I just have to yeah. run really quickly. Something's fucking. Hold on. Go just for one, it. No, you keep talking. Keep entertain yeah. my viewers. All right. I won't let you down. Um, but no, the, so a lot of these big tech companies, they're, uh, <clears throat> they were started by, you know, different, uh, they, they were funded by the government in the beginning and, you know, potentially still are, I don't know. But so what, what you see is that when Mark Zuckerberg uh, goes before Congress and invites them to, uh, you know, to regulate him or to regulate Facebook, right? That's, that's not him being genuine. That's, uh, that was, you know, more or less the plan, uh, 
is that you'll have a free and open internet where um, you can you can obtain and access different information at the beginning and then when you have these different government started or funded monopolies what's going to happen is uh, <clears throat> they're going to demand regulation and there's not going to be any significant competition to actually challenge that and people will get the impression that like this is what you know everyone everyone from the companies to the government to different voices in the media are going to be calling for this regulation and that is just going to happen uh that's what you're going to see and i don't i don't know what the answer is i mean you could try getting on these you know alternative media sites like uh i know parlor is the latest one i haven't tried it um you know there's it's, me we back in the day super, I know it's, it's still super exists. it's just conservative like it's oh yeah it's boring echo chamber it's an echo chamber it's, bo- it's very boring yeah but I mean, there there is going to have to be a point and, and and this is a point that my listeners are probably very bored of at this at at the at this stage of the game insofar as my podcast but it is something that I truly believe in there's going to have to be a point where the american people have to take responsibility for really what is their own creations or what is uh, the consequence of their acquiescence to certain creations. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're really upset about the bias in the mainstream media, well, guess what? They're profit-driven. They go off of ratings, and uh, when their ratings are high, they get more sponsorships, and they get more money. If their rela- ratings are low, they don't get any money. So if you're sick of media bias, stop fucking watching them they'll change their behavior quite quickly because all of a sudden when their ratings drop the sponsors will go well nobody's seeing our commercials anymore and we're not going to pay them any more money and then all of a sudden the stations won't have any money well and then they'll change their can behavior. i challenge that a little bit yes please why why does boeing and uh was it lockheed martin i forget but there's there's a couple of these big uh military industrial complex government contract bitches yeah corporations yeah they sponsor different fox shows right people aren't going to go out like people aren't in the market for a boeing 747 right sponsorship isn't reliant on ratings it's reliant on like that sponsorship is so that those hosts say the right thing it's on influence but the thing is if they if those companies know that nobody is watching them then they're going to not pay that network anymore because it's not worth their money yeah so but it's still it's that's still ratings based you're right about advertising their product there's nobody in the market for a fucking boeing jet you're absolutely right but they are in the market for influence and that is a product of some sort, and that's still based on ratings. So if you're sick of the bias, then you can just stop fucking watching the shit that is biased. But the problem is the people have no intentions of getting rid of their echo chambers. They have no intentions of getting rid of their 
vindication systems and their vindication endems, engines, they, and like social media, if you're sick of big tech censorship, then you have to come up with an alternative because it, you can't allow the government, like you and I would agree with each other, you can't allow the government to just step in and tell a private business what they can and can't do. That's going yeah. to become a very big problem. So that means that it's on the responsibility of the consumers to change the way that companies behave because companies can only last if they are uh, supported by a large consumer base, which means that the consumers truly do have the power. And there's this weird forgotten that's forgotten, that has been forgotten, that consumers truly do have the power in a free market system. Although I would argue that we're in the, a true free market system right now, as I would assume that you would as well. But still... There's going to have to be a point where the American people look at e uh, at themselves and go, well, yeah, if I don't like Bezos getting billions and billions of dollars richer during this pandemic and most of his fucking employees being on food stamps, they're going to have to go, well, I'm going to, even though it's convenient, I'm going to have to stop ordering off of Amazon. If I'm sick of media bias, I'm going to have to stop watching CNN and Fox News and just soaking in a media personality and taking their their ideas and then fucking spitting them back at my fucking grandmother at the dinner table after we've both had too much wine. There's going to have to be a point where American citizens, the consumers, the majority, I know si Trump supporters, they say the silent majority, the majority has to take back power. But the problem is taking back power means taking back responsibility. And a lot of people don't want to do that because taking back responsibility, specifically in media and news, means that you would have to do your own research. You'd have to, instead of you know reading an article and taking it at face value, you'd have to click on the links that they cited and then read the, read the fucking study that they cited because they may have misquoted it. They may have taken things out of context, which happens all the time. If you're sick of you know, big tech, that means you're going to have to get off big tech, which is annoying because everybody's on big... There's going to have to be a point where people suck it the fuck up and have to take responsibility. Well, I got a bit of a monologue, I guess. Sure, go uh, ahead. I'm, I'm going to have a little bit of yeah. my personal philosophy here. Please do. Um, so you and I, our audience, they, you know, potentially have the ability to think and stuff like that, right? They're moderately intelligent. I, I would say that about my audience. Right. <laughs> but I love you guys. The point is your audience, my audience, if they do watch the corporate media, then they're only doing that because they're hate watching it, right? And so you, you and I don't really have, like we can't really influence the people that are watching Fox or CNN. And for me, I can go crazy, like trying to think of a way to reach people that are, you know, down the rabbit or like they're, they're stuck in the echo chamber. Right. But I can't do that. And like, I don't want to do that. Like I, I, I've come to the realization that it's pointless. Right. And so to finish this off, I'll just say, I've come to the realization that all I can do is control I don't, I don't have control over the macro. Like I don't, I don't, you know, my little podcast, like I'm not really going to affect change with my podcast. Right. 
but what I can do is I can, uh, you know, just push, push a few people in a certain direction and more and more the direction that I'm pushing people in is take charge of your own life, right? This is something you'd agree with, but take charge of your own life and then maximize freedom, maximize liberty in your own life. And the way you do that is you, you make what you have defensible, right? So you get, you work towards getting land, right? And I'm not saying this is for everyone, but you work towards getting land and growing your own food. And then for, for, for like, for, for me, right? I don't like the masks, right? I'm not as dependent on the grocery store if I have a garden and I have chickens and maybe a couple cows in the, you know, back 20, couple of you know, well, that too, you know, I'm a libertarian after all hookers and blow, but yeah, I mean, that, that's really it is you have to, you have to maximize freedom in your own life. Cause that's the only thing that you can control. And, you know, we need people like you to, to point out, you know, what, what should happen and, and, uh, you know, what's wrong with this country. But at the end of the day, uh, on an individual level, if you're not working towards maximizing freedom in your own life, then all you're doing is like uh, hitting your head up against the wall. You know what I mean? It's a very Jordan Peterson argument. Make your it's been a minute. It's been a minute, but yeah, make, I guess so. Make, <laughs> make your own bed before you go out and criticize the world. Clean your room. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I can't do a Jordan Peterson. Uh huh. I fucking can't do it. <laughs> I have the lobster. I can't do it. Um, <laughs> before we go, um, let everybody know where the fuck to find you, to find your show, to watch your show, plug literally everything uh, that you have to plug. Anal plugs, whatever. Of course. Uh, so my show is Dissecting Liberty. Um, you can find it on all the major podcatchers, uh, even on YouTube. And if you want to follow the show on Twitter, it's dissecting Libby L I B Y. Uh, cause the whole, the full show name was too long for the username. But anyway, uh, and then you can find me on Twitter and that's the only place you can find me except on discord. If you find your way there, the show has a discord server, but you can find me on Twitter, uh, at Liberty zero. And uh, actually, I believe that, uh, yeah, Liberty Zero and then for the at is uh, actual zero at the end of the word instead of an O. Does your wife ever do the podcast or are you just, you're the host? Oh, that's right. No women. That's oh, right. God, I knew I had you on for it's a It's a libertarian reason. podcast I, after all, yeah, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. If you don't want women, you don't have to have them. Absolutely. And I I could not be more happy that I have a sexist pig on the show. Um, <laughs> for any of the uh, Dissecting Liberty fans who may be listening to this who are unaware of my plugs, I'm going to go ahead and do them for you. Add Unfit Statesman on Twitter, add Unfit Statesman on Instagram. My podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio. I may or may not uh, make a, a move back to YouTube. I don't know. YouTube's been irritating me. It's very hard. For some reason, Like when, to try to post an, uh, a podcast on YouTube, it's a bitch. It takes like hours. 
for some reason. <laughs> like I, I don't know why, but like I put it on, you know, I put it, I use my my RSS feed domain as you know Anchor, and that just shoots it out and it's very quick. But when I try to upload to YouTube, I mean, it takes like a fucking solid. I mean, it was an exaggeration, it was hyperbole to say an hour, but like twenty five minutes to upload to YouTube from my computer, and uh. I don't understand what the fuck the issue is. So, I don't know. We'll see. But, seriously, man, thank you for coming on the show. Um, I I love, I like debating with libertarians because libertarians never get emotional about their yeah, politics. Uh, you're, you're usually even-keeled. You're not bitches. Seriously, like, it, it, there's, for some reason, Democrats and conservatives have the tendency to be real bitches and cunts and emotional and just fucking real... <laughs> real women about <laughs> about their political ideologies for the most part libertarians can you know take a, uh, a whether it's a reasonable or unreasonable critique of their political ideology in stride and not become bitchy about it so I appreciate you coming on the show um, and I encourage everybody to go follow because, like I said, for the most part, I am libertarian. I just have streaks of socialist faggot and conservative fucking You're not, you're not autistic enough. I'm not. That's what it is. Is that what it is? That's what it is, man. How do I become more autistic? I don't know. Take it, some vaccines or something. Yeah, I, I could take a vaccine. That's take a the best vaccine. I got. I haven't, taken, I haven't got the flu shot in years, brother. I don't even. I'm assuming you're not going to take the COVID vaccine. Yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> I, figured. I figured. Well, I mean, honestly, I'm not even like an anti-vax guy, but I, yeah, I don't yeah. see any reason to take the fucking COVID vaccine. No. Zero. Um, well, what changes for you, right? Well, I mean, you still have to wear a mask and stuff. Yeah, well, and yeah, I, I haven't had zero symptoms. The CDC just came out with a study that the asymptomatic transmission thing was bullshit, and I just have not yeah. had it. I'm I'm in the demographic where I'm the least uh, at risk. Um, but zero liberty at Li- no, liberty zero at at zero liberty. If you want to follow my wife, yes. Follow his wife, you misogynistic fucks. I don't care <laughs> at this point. You know what? I don't even give a fuck who you follow. Liberty zero, zero liberty. Follow them both. Follow. I I, I don't even care. Just put it. Put type a Z E R O. L I B and just whatever pops up, just click on it. There you go. Okay. <laughs> All right. Do you, your wife, you you and your wife should consider doing libertarian porn. What oh. What would libertarian porn be? I don't even know. Uh. It's just. It's just. Yeah, I'm not. It's, I'm lit- not sure. it's just fucking two people fucking with guns. They're just pointing guns <laughs> at each other. 3D printed guns at each other, and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm not forcing you to do this. I'm just showing off my 3D printed gun. Yeah, screaming Rothbard's name. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> they're just, while they're having sex, they're just bitching about the Fed. Oh, the Fed, they've been printing money. They bought up $16.9 billion worth of assets in the second, third quarter of 2019. Doesn't matter. This is supposed to be the end. Fuck. Um, <laughs> again, thank you, every all of my listeners. Uh, certainly give him a follow on Twitter. He's great on Twitter. Um, listen to Dissecting Liberty. Um, and uh, thanks again for coming on the show. Seriously. Well, thank you for having me, man. Absolutely. There it is. Another libertarian. 
Are you getting sick of the libertarian ideology yet? Um, I know that we did. I, I some of my conservative and liberal viewers are probably sick of it. It's fine. You can hear a, an opinion that that is not yours. You're fucking fine. But I will be branching out. It just happened to work out this way. Uh. Uh, in 2021, you know, I got a lot of guests. I'm a very wanted man. What can I say? I'm very famous. I'm very rich. I'm very sexy. I'm very charismatic. I'm very sweet. I'm very charming. And I'm very knowledgeable. Okay? And I thank you for listening, as always. This is uh, all on you, you fucking donkey anuses. Just fucking... All right, just come back next week, all right? Or not next week, just... This will come out on Wednesday, I think. So come back tomorrow for my solo podcast. I'm also recording another podcast with another special guest. It's just another special guest. And you're going to like it. And if you don't like it, I want to come to your house and hit your fucking, your significant other in front of you. All right? Cut your eyelids off. Make you watch. I love you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.